What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports. I am back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my post-game recap and analysis to the Los Angeles Rams defeating the Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56, 23-20. Also going to be giving you guys my state of the franchise for both the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, if this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for listening in make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms you can follow me on instagram at jt sports underscore and you can follow me on twitter at jt sports underscore underscore lastly make sure that you are subscribed to my youtube channel which is jt sports make sure you go ahead and subscribe there if you haven't already The Los Angeles Rams won their second Super Bowl in franchise history, defeating the Bengals 23-20 in Super Bowl 56. If you guys remember watching my preview and prediction for this game, you remember that I was pretty conflicted when it came to my prediction for who would win this game. Now, ultimately, I went with the Rams because the Rams were my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. And I also doubled down on them and picked them to win the Super Bowl again before the playoffs started. However, despite the fact that I have been high on the L.A. Rams all year, even before the season started, I had them winning the Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals really made the decision process tough for me because like, Even though you don't really see teams with bad offensive lines make it far in the playoffs, Cincinnati was a outlier because their offensive line was really good on the left side. However, on the right side, that's where their offensive line wasn't all that great. And that was my biggest reason for why I picked the Rams to win because I didn't think that Cincinnati's offensive line would be able to hold up against the pass rush of the LA Rams with Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. I just felt like in the big moments when Cincinnati's offensive line needed to play their best football, they weren't able to do that and the Rams pass rush got the best of them. And I was really emotional watching this game because I was rooting for both teams to win. Like, I wanted to see Matthew Stafford finally win the Super Bowl after years of being criticized in Detroit. Everybody calling him the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. You remember when people were calling him Matthew Stafford because he only padded his stats when it didn't matter and you also remember a lot of people saying that Matthew Stafford could have won the playoffs it's crazy how in one season he gets traded to a team with a great head coach and a good team around him and he wins not only his first playoff game but he wins three playoff games in a Super Bowl crazy what you can do with a good franchise and a good team then I wanted to see OBJ win the ring because Odell is one of my favorite players in NFL history. And when I saw him score the first touchdown of the game, it made me so happy. And then I almost cried because then Odell towards ACL. And it was so hard for me watching that. Like, I almost cried. I promise to God I'm not making this up. Like, I was watching the game. My homeboy was having a Super Bowl party. I'm just watching the game, and I'm like, 
I have my hands over my eyes. I'm like, oh, man. Odell, no. Like, he finally gets the opportunity to show that he is one of the better wide receivers in the league. All of the scrutiny and criticism that he got when he was playing with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. He goes to LA. He resurrects his career. He has a big part in the offense during the playoffs. And then they lose him in the most important game of the year in the Super Bowl. And then their offense went flat. And they didn't really wake up until really the last drive on offense when they had the ball, when Cooper Cup went ridiculous, and he pretty much caught every single pass that drive, including the game-winning touchdown. So, like, you just look at the injury to OBJ, man, like, uh, it really, really hurt me. But I was really happy in the end that the Rams were able to get the win. And when Cincinnati lost, like, that hurt me too. But we knew that this game was going to be decided between the Cincinnati offense and the defense of the LA Rams. The Rams had some mistakes early. You had the interception by Matthew Stafford in the end zone, which was really big. And then on top of that, you had another interception by Matthew Stafford. However, the Rams had control of this game in the first half, it seemed. It felt like Cincinnati could never really establish a rhythm offensively. And then we get to halftime, and everybody that's watching the game is saying, Oh, JT, you might as well go ahead and pay up because I made a bet with my homeboy that Cincinnati would win or cover plus seven, which we basically bet it, bet it on the spread, but we created our own spread. So I told my friend that I bet $50 that Cincinnati wouldn't get blown out. So we basically bet a point spread of plus seven. So either Cincinnati will win this game or they wouldn't lose by more than seven, which was pretty easy money. And I ended up coming up, not going to say the amount, but I picked Cincinnati to cover the full point spread. And I also had another bet with Cincinnati with my homeboy, but Cincinnati really played hard in this game. And there was several opportunities that Cincinnati had to close this game out and to put the closing lid. However... The difference is, despite the fact that Cincinnati was still able to have those big plays, you saw the big play that Jamar Chase had in this game. You saw the big touchdown by T. Higgins, which the non-call with the face mask on Jalen Ramsey didn't get called. So that was a big turning point in this game for Cincinnati. That's when Cincinnati started to get a lot of momentum. But in the fourth quarter, when it came down to which team needed to make the biggest play to win the game, the Rams were the team who came up big. When you had the game-winning score by Cooper Cup on the Rams' final offensive possession when they're trying to win the game, Cooper Cup catches a touchdown on Eli Apple. And we got to talk about Eli Apple in this game because he was talking a lot of trash the week leading up to this matchup, talking about how he wanted to guard his former teammate. Odell Beckham because remember that Eli Apple was a former first round pick by the New York Giants a couple of years back so him and Odell were teammates he said that he knew Odell's tendencies like he wanted to guard Odell well he didn't really get 
the opportunity to do that all that much because Odell Beckham didn't participate in the whole entire game. But when Eli Apple was in coverage, he got burnt more times than not, or he was giving up plays more times than not. He didn't really have a big impact in helping the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl. However, he had a huge impact in helping the Rams win the Super Bowl and the Cincinnati Bengals lose the Super Bowl because Eli Apple allows the game-winning touchdown. And I don't understand why Eli Apple was even guarding Cooper Cup. Like, I don't know if it was a schematic thing. Maybe, you know, Cincinnati felt comfortable with Eli Apple guarding him, but I don't even think that he's the best corner on Cincinnati's roster. Like, Chidobio Wuzier, like, why wasn't he guarding Cooper Cup the final play? Why wasn't he guarding Cooper Cup more on the final drive? Like, I just find it weird how the worst corner on Cincinnati's team was guarding the best receiver on the Rams in the biggest moment of the game. Don't really understand that. But you look at Cincinnati moving forward. Can this team possibly make it to the Super Bowl again? Now, I think that they have a great shot at doing it. Because they have a lot of cap space. And they are one of the youngest teams in the league. So, I think the average age for Cincinnati is like 25. So, Cincinnati, you already have your franchise QB and Joe Burrow. He is, without a doubt, the best quarterback in the AFC North. And you have a great group of wide receivers. And if you can improve that offensive line, which you should be able to do with all of the money that you're going to have to spend in free agency, the Bengals more definitely, most definitely can make it off the AFC again because like the gap between Cincinnati and the rest of the AFC is not big at all like as a matter of fact there are going to be a lot of people who probably are going to count out the Cincinnati Bengals once again they're going to say well Cincinnati got fortunate because they were playing in a division where you had an aging quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger Baker Mayfield was inconsistent and Lamar Jackson was hurt for a good majority of the season and I can understand that however it is is fair to say that Cincinnati is in a better spot to succeed than the rest of their rivals in the AFC North because first of all they don't have to worry about the quarterback position like Pittsburgh does and Cleveland has to do because we don't know what the future is going to be for Baker Mayfield and we don't even know how good Baker Mayfield is going to play in 2022 for the 2022 NFL season we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for Pittsburgh and for the Baltimore Ravens they are trying to figure out how are they going to handle giving Lamar Jackson an extension along with fixing the necessary holes that they have to fix if they're going to be in the running for contending for a championship so for Cincinnati you probably have the best recipe for success than any other team in the AFC North because you still have Joe Burrow playing on his rookie deal and the quarterback position isn't really all that much of a concern the only position on offense that needs improving is the offensive line the defense is pretty good your linebackers 
receivers are really good in coverage and your defense played really well in the playoffs when they needed to make big plays and they needed to come away with big turnovers that's when this Cincinnati defense was able to step up but I don't think that this is just a one-off occurrence for Cincinnati I definitely wouldn't be surprised if we see them back in the Super Bowl within the next decade or so but I don't expect them to be you know always in the Super Bowl conversation year in and year out just because how competitive this division is going to be there's going to be some years when the Ravens win the division and it's their year there's also going to be a couple of times when Pittsburgh's going to have their year as well Cleveland may win here or there so the division is going to go back and forth but overall Cincinnati has a really good starting point and a really good foundation to win a championship within the next decade or so it really just depends on how consistent the coaching staff is going to be and how the division plays out and how Cincinnati stands in the division year in and year out so the LA Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals to win the 56th ever Super Bowl they capture their second ever Super Bowl title and the LA Rams are your Super Bowl champions for the 2021-2022 NFL season. Let me know your thoughts on this game in the comment section below if you're watching this on YouTube. And make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. Every video that's uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on every single podcasting platform. Cincinnati Bengals are coming off a remarkable season. Before the regular season started, the Bengals were projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. And what did they do? They went 10-7. They won the AFC North. Made it to the playoffs where they defeated the Raiders, the Tennessee Titans, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Winning the AFC Conference. They made it to Super Bowl 56 where unfortunately their Cinderella season came to a sad end where they lost to the LA Rams 23-20 in Super Bowl 56. So following the Bengals Super Bowl loss, what is the state of the franchise for Cincinnati moving forward? Now, you are going to have two questions that are going to be asked and debated about the Cincinnati Bengals all off season. The first one is going to be, did this season prove that the Bengals are going to be legitimate championship contenders for years to come in the AFC? Or was this just a one-off season where Cincinnati falls back to earth for the 2022 NFL season? The second question is going to be, will Cincinnati be the favorites to repeat as AFC North division champions? Or will they be behind Baltimore, Cleveland? Like, where will they lie in the hierarchy of the AFC North division? So, to answer the first question, Cincinnati most definitely is going to be a legitimate threat in the AFC. And I know that the AFC right now is stacked, okay? You got the Bills, you have the Chargers, you still have the Chiefs, you're going to have the Titans, you're going to have Baltimore who is going to be fully healthy next season. Like, the AFC is probably as competitive now as it ever has been since it first 
game or the NFL first had the merger and we had the AFC and NFC conference like the AFC is stacked like it's hard to really see what the next five years has in store for this conference and who's going to make it out because it's going to be Russian roulette okay like no one team is going to have a firm grasp on the AFC conference like the New England Patriots had for almost two decades. That's not going to happen. There is going to be a lot of new faces in the Super Bowl for over the next consecutive seasons. I don't think Kansas City is going to dominate the AFC like how people think they are. Like There are going to be so many different teams coming in and out of the championship picture. And I believe that Cincinnati is going to be one of those teams the reason why is because first of all you have a stud in Joe Burrow which he already is a top five quarterback in my opinion I have him as my third best quarterback from this season you already have a elite quarterback and you have him playing on a cheap rookie contract. So now you have enough salary cap since you don't have to allocate 65% of your funds to your QB to throw money elsewhere at other positions of need. So now you can go in free agency and you can improve that offensive line. So going into the 2022 NFL season, the Bengals offensive line most definitely is going to be way, way better going in next season than what it was this season and if the Bengals were able to make it to the Super Bowl with this offensive line imagine what they can do with a better offensive line compared to what they had this season now the defense is pretty good even though you do have to question what's going to happen with Jesse Bates is he going to play on the franchise tag and Cincinnati come to agreement with him or is he going to walk and play elsewhere and sign with another team in free agency the second um thing when it comes to Cincinnati that they need to improve is going to be can you get an elite right tackle like there's not really a lot of elite offensive tackles in the game there's probably only about two or three so if Cincinnati can find at least an average or above average offensive tackle that is going to be huge now defensively okay I would like to see Cincinnati add some more talent at cornerback and then a little bit more depth on the defensive line and other than that I like the defense I know their linebackers have been up and down like their linebackers Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson played very well in the postseason especially in pass coverage and this defense overall was one of the most underrated defenses in the whole entire NFL and don't be surprised if you see the defense coordinator for Cincinnati and conversations around this time next season to become a head coach because he did a very good job with this defense now so Cincinnati definitely is going to be um a contender in this conference for years to come now the second question that I ask Will Cincinnati be a favorite to win the AFC North next season? And if they're not, where would they rank in the AFC North hierarchy? So I think it's pretty easy to see that the Ravens are most likely going to be the favorite to win the AFC North for the 2022 NFL season because they have a really great roster that pretty much many people had them 
winning the AFC North and being in the AFC Conference Championship game or at least being in that conversation but however they got hit with the injury bug right before the regular season kicked off then when the regular season got underway things got even worse for Baltimore when it came to injuries and even though they were still competitive they still win the playoff picture Injuries started to take too much of a toll on Baltimore late in the year, and that's why they missed out on the postseason. So I think that Baltimore is most likely going to be the favorite by Vegas to win the AFC North. Then you're going to have Cincinnati right behind them. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we see Cincinnati as the favorite to win the AFC North and front of Baltimore because Baltimore right now we don't know what's happening with Lamar Jackson and those contract extension talks and on top of that Baltimore also has to improve their offensive line and although Baltimore does have cap space they don't have the same amount of cap space that Cincinnati has on top of that some of that cap space is going to be taken away when they end up giving Lamar Jackson that extension now we don't know when that's going to happen but for Baltimore they don't really have any more space to add another high level player like Cincinnati can because you still got to have enough money to make sure that you can pay Lamar Jackson so in terms of where Cincinnati is going to rank in the hierarchy of the AFC North going into the 2022 NFL season they're probably going to be either everybody's number one team or their number two team behind the Baltimore Ravens if you had to ask me right now I probably would take Cincinnati to win the AFC North now this is just right now this isn't anything set in stone anything like that because we still got a lot of the offseason because the Super Bowl just ended you get what I'm saying at the time I'm recording this I don't know when you guys want to see this video you guys may see this video um, a day later or three months into the offseason but you know with the Bengals having so much momentum coming off the Super Bowl like there are going to be so many players in free agency who are going to want to play for this franchise because this franchise is not the franchise that it used to be when Carson Palmer was the quarterback and a lot of people have to understand that and the Bengals also proved a lot of people wrong when it comes to this Super Bowl window like a lot of people have this dumb behind thing that you have to be in the Super Bowl window which means that you have a given time frame of when you can and can't win the Super Bowl and basically when your Super Bowl window is up you're not going to have a chance at competing for the Super Bowl well Cincinnati most definitely wasn't in anybody's Super Bowl window before the season started so that just shows you that any team any given year is more than capable of being able to surprise everybody and over exceeding expectations. So if you're a Bengals fan, you're probably going to continue to be doubted, but people are still going to respect what you did this year. Like there really shouldn't be too many people that are going to have Cincinnati just falling off and not being, you know, in the picture of being a legitimate Super Bowl contender because when you look at how young this roster is you look at how much cash space they have there's really no excuse for why Cincinnati shouldn't be a legitimate threat in this conference and I understand that there are so many talented teams in the AFC and even in the AFC North however Cincinnati with the fact that they have a young quarterback in place that's playing on a rookie deal and you still have some of your better players under contract like Cincinnati has like 
a lot of time to win a Super Bowl. Now, it may not happen next season. It may not happen the season before that. But I definitely feel like Cincinnati should be able to win at least one or two Super Bowls with Joe Burrow as the starting quarterback. So you guys let me know your state of the franchise for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals are in a really great spot. As a matter of fact, they probably are going to be one of the most talented teams in the NFL next season. Now, don't quote me on that. I'm just assuming that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to continue to improve via free agency because they have been pretty heavy when it comes to spending money in free agency over the last two seasons. So I expect that to continue. The draft is just around the corner. So Cincinnati most definitely is going to be an even better team next season than what they were this season and this is with the fact that they haven't even improved the offensive line yet so imagine what they're going to do with a better offensive line this Cincinnati team is really really scary so that's my state of the franchise for the Cincinnati Bengals you guys give me your thoughts how you feel about the future of the Cincinnati Bengals moving forward We got to talk about the state of the franchise for the new reigning, defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Now, let me take a moment to first congratulate the Rams for winning their second Super Bowl in franchise history. I want to give a congratulations to LA Rams fans out there because I know you guys have been waiting some time for another Super Bowl. You finally got it. I know the city of LA has to be incredibly happy right now and what the future has in store for this city when it comes to football because the Rams are still going to be in the championship conversation for at least the next three to four seasons and then you got USC football bringing in Lincoln Raleigh as their head coach making a lot of moves in the transfer portal. Really excited to see what USC football is going to do but this isn't about USC football. This is about what's next for the Rams after winning Super Bowl 56. So you don't really have that much cap space which the Rams never really have that much cap space anyway like I don't know what their front office does but some way somehow they always find a way to free up some cap space now what's going to happen with Odell because I'm not even going to lie to you guys like when Odell got hurt in the Super Bowl like I was this close to crying and I'm not talking about just a couple of tears like I was I wasn't finna boohoo cry but I I was finna do a decent amount of crying because like what happened to Odell Beckham really hurt me because Odell's one of my favorite players and he gets scrutinized by the media so much and OBJ is really misunderstood and the Rams really took Odell in with open arms And he was willing to sacrifice taking a less role to play for LA because he had offers to play for New England. He had offers to play for the Saints. He could have signed with any one of those other two teams and he could have had a big role in their offense he probably could have been their number one wide receiver but instead he decided to take a back seat to Cooper Cup and he was really important to the Rams offense like we saw what happened to the Rams offense once he went down with that injury they kind of went flat for a couple of quarters until they finally woke up in one of the final possessions of the game in the fourth quarter when they scored that game winning touchdown and Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford went off the final 
final drive on offense when they were trying to drive downfield and win the game, which they ended up doing. Cooper Cup had a game-winning touchdown against Eli Apple. But you look at Odell, I would love to see the Rams bring back Odell. And it seems like the Rams are definitely on board with having Odell Beckham back. It just depends on one how much money is he going to get in free agency because even despite the fact that he has another ACL injury that he has to recover from recuperate from there are still going to be some teams out there who are going to give him um a pretty decent offer now he's probably going to get a bunch of one-year deals it's probably not going to be nothing crazy but I would love to see OBJ back in the Rams uniform now as far for when it comes to Von Miller now, I don't know if Von Miller is going to return. Like, I'm pretty confident there's a high chance we will see OBJ in the Rams uniform next season. However, can't say the same when it comes to Von Miller. So, the Rams traded for Von Miller during, like, the middle part of the season. And during the playoffs, he was a big, big part of that defense. And, I mean, their defense was already good before they got Von Miller. I mean, you got Aaron Donald, one of the greatest, if not the greatest defensive player of all time. Then you got Leonard Floyd, who a lot of people forget about, but he's also criminally underrated. He's also pretty good as well. So, for Von Miller, like, I don't really think it's a necessity that you have to bring him back. Like, you can let Von Miller walk, and you can still be pretty good because there are a lot of great pass rushers in the draft. Like, you can get a really good pass rusher in round four or five. Heck, even day three, you can get some developmental guys who may need at least two to three seasons to get some polishing in and some more development. And then you can end up having an eight-sack guy that you draft in day three of the upcoming 2022 NFL draft so for the Rams like you look at the fact that you potentially could lose Von Miller or OBJ like I think if you had to ask fans who they would rather have some fans are probably going to be split on decisions some fans will rather bring back OBJ let Von Miller walk and some fans will be okay with bringing back Von Miller and letting OBJ walk I just think that of the two that I could see coming back, I think OBJ would be the more most likely to happen because even though Von Miller's at a stage of his career where he may not be what he used to be and he's getting up there in age, you know, he's still a really good pass rusher. However, I don't think he's going to command like a salary where he ends up having to be paid like one of the top end pass rushers in the league. And maybe Von Miller doesn't care about money at this stage of his career. He's already won enough. Well, He's already made enough money. Maybe he wants to continue to win Super Bowls. Or maybe he doesn't care about winning championships anymore. And he just wants to get a lot of money his final years in the league that he has left. Because he already has two championships. The one he won this year with the Rams. And the one that he won with the Broncos in 2015. Now... What's going to happen with left tackle Andrew Whitworth? Is he going to retire because he's one of the oldest players in the NFL? I think he's the third player in NFL history to play in the Super Bowl being 40 years or older. So really any day now when it comes to um, Andrew Whitworth, what's going to happen with Aaron Donald? Because there were some rumors coming out even before the Super Bowl started that Aaron Donald could potentially retire if the Rams win. So there are a lot of questions when it comes to who's coming back 
to Los Angeles and who's going to be in the Rams uniform next season. On top of that, you probably have a couple of offensive linemen who are slated to hit free agency, such as Brian Allen, their center. Um, He's a free agent. You got Austin Colbert right guard he's also slated to hit free agency so are you going to be able to free up enough cap space to bring some of these guys back can you bring back Odell can you potentially bring back Levon Miller but for Matthew Stafford okay Matthew Stafford showed everybody what we've been knowing at least diehard football fans have been knowing for some time that Matthew Stafford is a mad talented quarterback and he's a top 10 QB however we didn't really get to see how good he was until he got to LA because he was playing in Detroit and nobody really pays attention to Detroit because you know they don't really do that much they're not really good more times than not so Matthew Stafford going into this season man like he had a lot to prove and he definitely lived up to the expectations like the Rams sold the farm to pretty much get Matthew Stafford they gave a couple of first round picks away Jared Goff away and Matthew Stafford and Matthew Stafford you know he paid the Rams back in dividends by delivering them a Super Bowl and it's crazy how the narrative about Matthew Stafford has changed and just a snap in the season because you remember around this time last year everybody was saying oh no the Rams made a mistake Matthew Stafford has never did anything in Detroit never won a playoff game he's not going to be able to do it with the LA Rams well he wins one playoff game wins two playoff games wins three playoff games and then he delivers in the Super Bowl so I mean I guess that shows everybody what matters more you know, the win-loss record of a quarterback, or is the win-loss quarterback affected by how good the coaching staff is, how good the team is, how good the organization is? It's funny how, you know, a guy like Matthew Stafford can succeed when he's put in the right situation to succeed with an organization that knows how to succeed and knows how to maintain success. So for the LA Rams moving forward, They're still going to be in the Super Bowl conversation. But, you know, when you look at the NFC, the NFC right now doesn't really have a lot of teams that you can look at and say, okay, like, yeah, they're going to be in the Super Bowl conversation. Like, outside of the Rams and the Packers, like, things are looking really murky in the NFC. So the Rams have a really good chance to repeat and at least make it back to the Super Bowl again because Tampa's gone. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with Tampa with Tom Brady retiring. So we don't know how the quarterback situation is going to plan out for them. We don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers' future and Green Bay. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to retire? Is he going to return? We don't know what's going to happen. So essentially, as of right now, the Rams feel like the only team who you can really put some money behind of yeah like they're going to be right back in the Super Bowl conversation next season so the NFC is not as tough as the AFC because the AFC has so many great young teams that have great quarterbacks and NFC you really don't know what about the 49ers the 49ers it looks like they're going to be moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo and they are going to be kicking off the Trey Lance era so how good is he going to be so the Rams have a very good chance to repeat and at least make another appearance in the Super Bowl again. But you guys let me know your state of the franchise for the Los Angeles Rams. I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. 
and make sure that you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching this on YouTube and check out the JT Sports Podcast available on every single podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available.